coming at you for all time. Always. This is the Bender Brothers podcast for the Marvel TV series Loki. That's series. That's not limited series. That's a continuing series on Disney+. And I will also be a continuing series because I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. Thank you for joining us as we talk about another MCM, Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. Is that what it is now? <laughs> Where did you get that? I'm, I got that from myself. No, you stole it. <laughs> no, I told that's That's all me. We're going to talk about Loki, spoil the heck out of the whole season. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to be spoiled, go watch it. Come back. Join us. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be a lot of fun here. We have a lot of things. We've had a lot of theories throughout the show that we've gotten either proved right or proved wrong. So we'll talk about that. And one of us will feel smug and the other one will feel nothing at all. Dead inside. Also, before we go any farther, I just want to say that we are going to be doing Black Widow. We made the decision that we were going to do that podcast after this one, even though we saw it beforehand. So it is coming up. We're going to record it real soon, and it'll just be behind this one. I don't want to push too many podcasts out right at the same time, so it'll probably be another five or six days beyond this one. But it is coming, so I know you were So I know we've gotten also the question. uh, People have yelled this out their windows like we ask them to. You know, why don't you guys release a podcast the day of it comes out or right away? Hey, shout out out there. See, they're always yelling at the windows. The reason we do it the way we do is twofold. One, we watch the episode for the first time just to enjoy it, right? Because these are very enjoyable shows. And then we end up watching the episode again or a couple times to take notes, take our thoughts and ideas. And and then also, as the show has been out there longer, as an episode has been out there longer, there is more information that comes, from, be it from the director or from the writer or from the actors. I found so, out one just moments ago that was just announced, that the character of Casey, remember the receptionist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you read this information? No, I didn't, but I know he, he's like D. Hunter. He, they named he, him. He, he's IMDb. actually a hunter, and one of the ones running, you know, blink and you'll miss it, in the hallway scene when Loki's going through there, or one of the when he's running at the end of the episode. So he's been changed also. Again, is it important? No, but it is some information that came out today. So, Yeah, he's now Hunter K5E. Is his, is his name. Yeah, so we like to gather all this information. So when we put the podcast out there, we have all of the relevant information, at least up and up to date. We've, <laughs> we've clearly released some podcast where news comes out the next day and we're like, oh. Or no, news comes out the next hour and we're like, well, what are you going to do? Oh, no. <laughs> so that is how we do our scheduling here of when we release podcasts. And sometimes, like this one's a little bit later because... Well, I was out of town this weekend, so we did not have a chance to record it. Finally, but one of the times where it's not my fault. Exactly. So I'm very happy hey, about hey, that. we were recording this podcast while I was in the hospital, so we get them out to you as quickly as we can. And this podcast has actually put a few people in the hospital, so we have that going for it too. For joy and happiness, they can't stop smiling. They have to go to the hospital. No. Uh, before we get into the podcast, the actual episode, the season finale for all time, always. We talked Which is about, also uh, the, the Harry Potter new movie for all time, always. I saw the new Harry Potter movie. It's called Space Jam 2. They're in there. There's Harry Potter stuff in that, in several oh, now sequences. I know I gotta watch it. No, it's terrible. Uh, you know, it, it, I saw Rick and you know, Morty. You know what also is terrible? The first Space Jam. It is terrible. Like, I mean, what, everyone forgets yeah. that. It's, yeah, Bill Murray's fun in it, but it's yeah. like, it's and a Michael bad Jordan, movie. I like, you know, LeBron James can, you know. Suck it. But, you know, Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. Well, LeBron so, yeah. James is fantastic in Trainwreck. Yes, but he's a train fantastic wreck in this one, in ironically. 
Uh, God, I just I literally derailed the whole podcast. Uh, we weren't going to talk about any news other than we saw that the uh, the free guy reaction trailer came out with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, along with Korg played by Taika Waititi. It's a four minute video online. It's very funny. Very funny. Very clever too. Like I mean, I don't inside think inside baseball. I, to be honest, I don't think Korg was that funny, but. It was very entertaining to watch, and I'm so happy that Korg just continues to be a part of the, the the multiverse. So that is our first connection with Deadpool to the MCU. Yes. MCM. MCM. It's got to be MCM now, right? So now we will actually talk about the final episode. Joel, what are your initial thoughts on the final episode? Yeah. Okay, right, so, so this last episode was phenomenal. Action-packed. Yep. Great. Makes a great finale actually was the last episode this episode had to do something different man we have a lot to talk about this episode had to introduce i can't believe they did too they introduced the a big villain or the big villain potentially for the next phase maybe we don't know the answer remains it might not even be him but it might be a version of him anyways we've talked about this on previous podcasts like they can't do this. They can't just throw someone out there. How's our Aunt Lindy and Uncle Ron going to know who this guy is? Well, they clearly <laughs> said, we're going to do it anyway, so now we know Marvel But they did it care. right. It worked. They did, and this is a very talky-talky episode. There's not a lot of action in this episode. This is this is. I've never not seen such a talky-talky show that I don't mind. Yeah. Oh, that, Everything that's... they talk about is like, oh, no, this is important. This is important. And it's not just important for this show. This finale – I've seen people complain about this finale. This finale – changes the MCU, right? This changes everything. It has to because now there is a big bad out there that we're going to find out more about in uh, upcoming movies and things like that. This is awesome. This is fantastic. So I uh, I really enjoyed this episode. It flew by. Holy smokes did this episode fly by. For a talky-talky episode. It, it is not by. what I expected at all. It does not have a very satisfying ending but it has a different type of ending. It's a cliffhanger from the end of season one. Season two might not be mm-hmm. here until the year 2023. Although I did hear somewhere. the story may continue other ways. I did hear somewhere that they might already have it filmed. I, I've, I Trust me, I've been following that whole idea about, the, you know, based on a couple of tweets and comments, some people saying, oh, yeah, they've already filmed uh, Tom Hiddleston's film 10 to 12, but that may not have been accurate. You know, had they already filmed it? Because the, the, the official following the actual, like, call sheets and logs in, in, in the studios are saying January is when they're supposed to start filming season two. I've heard the same rumors that they there's more that was actually utilized because there's a sequence in the trailer that came out which shows Loki as a king on the throne of Asgard. Different than the one that we see at the end of Thor Dark World. And they've come out and blatantly said, yeah, that was some of the stuff that we were going to use when there was the temptation that Miss Minutes is giving them, and they ended up not using it, but it's still in the trailer, and that made people think, "Wait a minute, is that is that King Loki, and is that you know stuff that's going to be in the they've already filmed and maybe seen in season two? So I don't, I mean, I wouldn't put anything past Marvel. At this and who point. knows? And Jonathan Major said he didn't have anything shot for Loki, and here he is, he's in there. So this is, I I I thought this episode was fantastic. I thought the whole series was fantastic. Or season, not series, season. And I loved it. Jerry, what'd you think? It's great. Yeah. It, it was great. The second time watching, listening to all the dialogue, 
wasn't as gripping as the first time, but that's okay. It was expected. But yeah, overall, you know. That's an interesting roll. point. I think what made the second time watching it even better for me was instead of listening to the dialogue, I was watching his acting choices and what he was doing here because it, it's such a unique character. I think it works really 90% did, of the time. I mean, he's I a character who's lived for eons. And I think, like, it, how does I think he act? it's tricky, and I could be wrong about this, but I still felt 10% of the time I understand what he's going for. I understand that they're trying to do this. There was 10% of it that I was kind of like, eh, pull it back. Pull back a little bit. But that's minor nitpicky stuff. That's all I'm saying about that. It was, it was still phenomenal. I've heard more than on uh, more than one occasion people talking about, like, this would have fallen apart had it not have been such a dynamic actor playing the role. And I can agree with all that. It was really good. There's been lots of speculation about this wasn't the original ending, that he was only going to be at an after credit scene. But because of COVID, they had time to rework it, and they had seen what he was like, and they they saw that opportunity to work with him, and they said, let's do more of that. You know, we this isn't even the first time we're hearing him on this show. You know that, right? He did the voice of the timekeepers. All of them? All three of them? Yeah. According to, so that's uh, why that's why we couldn't understand him so well because they had to disguise his voice. Maybe, maybe, yeah. He's wait, what? <laughs> He's uh... It's such a funny story. Jerry and I are watching this with the family, the and, and we're sitting there and we're all watching it, and no one says, "Hey." What did he just say? I can't understand. Because it's so echoed it. out. It's just echo. But we all thought it, but no one said it. So we got done. We watched it, and then I come later. I go, man, it was nice to have kit closed cap. Jerry comes. It was nice to have closed captioning, and I'm like, I thought the same thing. I couldn't understand what they were saying. Like, why didn't we stop in the middle of our watch and go, hey, what did he say? Let's go back and listen to it with closed captioning. But we had people with us who actually normally have to have time <laughs> closed captioning. And neither of us. Went, I don't need it. Yeah, I'm not old. You need it. I don't want it. I was like, I so need it right now because this is so distorted. It was not enough on the center channel. I'm too cool for closed captioning. Okay. So again, I I like this episode. I'm I'm, I'm excited to talk about it and find out information. Like I said, that timekeeper information just came out like three days ago or four days ago. So uh, again, not important, but it's fun to talk about. It's it's, it's like if you're going to make a podcast, which I highly recommend. It's so lucrative. That's the kind of information you need to give it out to the masses. And now, Joel, take us for all time always. We're going to start the episode out here with the logo, but not the logo music, which was deathly disappointing to me because I like to sing the logo music. We do sing the logo music. If you ever go to the theater with us from now on when we actually are in the theater, we may get kicked out, but we now sing along with the logo music. It's obnoxious, but it's... And it's sorry. obnoxiously fun is it's, what it is. It's what it is. But there is no logo song in this. Instead, we get quotes. We get the song that plays at the end of Endgame when... Steve Rogers is da- dancing with Peggy Carter, which we actually hear that song in uh, Civil yes. War. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. By the way, also, you know, just speaking about the singing along with the song, we kind of, when we went to the 20th Century Fox things, we were already doing the Ralph Wiggum every time. Oh, well, everyone does the Ralph Wiggum. Okay, sorry. So, yes, the music's playing. And now Joel is going to tell us no, absolutely not, every actually. single statement. So there, because there is not just voices quotes, from the past of the MCU, voices from the past of the MCU, but also voices of real world people like Greta Thunberg and Maya Angelou and Nelson Mandela, and so there's a lot of stuff in here. At first, I thought I, at first I thought they were doing the thing where, I think it was Contact that did it. Contact did it. You, yes. you see, yeah, you see the Earth, and then you, the farther away you get from Earth, the later in history you go. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought they were doing that, but they weren't doing that. What were they doing, Jerry? What do you think they were doing? What did it represent? Big Bang, time, importance. I don't know. Seeing the two different universes going into a centered point in this thing, I'm watching it the second time, I still wasn't sure it was supposed to represent a multiverse or just time in general. It was really hard to – it was visually stunning and wonderful to watch. I don't know, you know, what it meant. I mean, I like the fact that it ends out of all these statements it does. It ends with vision saying, "What is grief, but not what is it?" I can't love remember. Persisting. Love, uh, love being persistent. Yeah. So, I don't know. What did it represent to you? Yeah, I, it was it was hard because I, I mean, you get so focused on the dialogue in there because you're hearing some great lines from the MCU, and then all of a sudden it switches to real people. And you see, yeah, you see the two different like solar systems or galaxies and. I think it's traveling through time, but I have no idea. It, it really, it really is so abstract that it's hard to figure it out. But they clearly have an idea of what they wanted to do with it, and I would be interested in seeing if the writer or the director come out and say this is what this means, I or if they just it leave yet. it, or if they just leave it nebulous with Nebula. We pick up where we left off with last episode where Loki and Sylvie they're walking up to the Citadel or the dilapidated Hogwarts is Time Castle. The Time Castle looks like it is when you look at it more with the gold lines around it, it kind of gives it look like it's put together with gold, which is actually based as a Japanese art, which I don't have the name of it in front of me. Hope Fixing Joel broken does. things with, with gold. gold and then you know, that's kind of the impression it gave uh yeah, I, I agree. I thought that yeah. was. I, thought that, I think that's a good point. Yeah. And there's it, a mention here of Sylvie says she was pruned before he even existed. Yes, these people we're dealing with gods who have been around for thousands and thousands of years. So, you know, okay. I hear when you. you get to the minute so scale of that. But I thought that was interesting. Let's define that moment here, and I think I might know what it is because, in theory, they're all being born at the same time. You know, no, because you can try you it, time. Time changes. So when the Avengers shrink down, they can go backwards in time. I understand, but right. So, so, so this but is. But let's say Loki, you know, Odin, you know, steals Loki as a child back in the year zero, and he's an alligator. We'll say he's, let's call it zero. So then he's okay. been alive for two thousand, you know, Earth years, if you want to break it that way. So if they're not all done at the same time, uh, then that could be like, oh, someone just, you know. Low, you know that just happened. Yeah, you know, I, I guess the the variation on time frame doesn't make a difference because if that's the case, if it could be any time, then on some multi universe planet, Abe Lincoln is being born in the year 1970. And well, I don't uh, know if know, he's another, being born in 1970. Well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about age. In other words, another word, another planet, Tom Cruise is being born in the year 730. So there is right? a there is a Michael Crichton book called Timeline, and it's made into a terrible movie. Yes, but the i the book itself is pretty good, and what they do. So they, they travel through time, but it's not necessarily the way we think of Back to the Future time travel or even, uh, you know, any of the – not a lot of time travel movies. This What they do is they do use an electron computer. They shrink down and they jump through a multiverse. The idea of the multiverse is for every action, there's a, it splits into two universes, right? So you better be going somewhere with this long explanation. I am. I am. So – you know why? T- why they when they go back in time and timeline, they go back to the middle e- middle ages is because for whatever brief second or instant of the Big Bang and inflation 
or the primordial ooze climbing climbing out of the water or whatever it is. There's a brief hesitation of a second or something that then compounds itself so that this this universe is a hundred years behind or this universe is a thousand years behind or and that's how you, that's how they time travel in timeline. Okay, I think I, it's very similar that. to this. I get that. So so using a real world analogy, not Loki. If we said that instead of Loki, the show is called George Washington. So in that theory, one George Washington was born in, you know, seventeen. No, no, no. So, so picture and another one was born in eighteen thirty. No, no. So picture, so picture the the two timelines. Or you're right? saying that the whole timeline yeah. shifts. So the, yeah, like the whole timeline shifts. Seventeen thirty is five hundred years. He's still later born in, this in the same time, but compared to our timeline, so no, li- there's no, there's no apart. linear. Okay, so that's what you're saying. So the yeah. time in between. Parallel dimensions. You want to throw multiverse. You can also say dimensions. That's always fun. So you're saying that that time period, we, if we go back to another one that's happening at the exact same time right now, they might be only in the year 1890 right now. Correct. Okay. Interesting. Running, right. running, but this, then this gets more complicated. See, when I wasn't with, sure. When you deal with time like in an uh, – uh, what was the interstellar where on planets don't do it takes different time? Right don't and... do another movie right now. Please don't do another movie. Right now. <laughs> then it gets really complicated. Do time is very relative. So I was okay. I like your theory. I think that makes more sense. I actually wrote down that in fact it could she could be referencing his variation origin, like maybe like you know before he you know like she's like yeah. she happened when she was a child and it just now happened to him when he's been around for two thousand years. So I thought it could have been that, but I like your idea yeah, better. Time is it's hard. It's this is hard to talk about time and multiverse and all that kind of stuff. It gets really weird. So they enter the building and they're confronted by well they're, they're, when they walk in, there's a bunch of statues. No, no, the four statues are later. There's no, two no, there's, statues. There's, there's two statues, statues with no faces on them. They're clocks for faces. Yes. So that, I thought that was interesting. Like who? That's based who on a comic this? book character, actually. Those those are comic book. Yeah, and then icons. and then Jerry says Miss Minute shows up, and she's basically offering them a chance to the last temptation of Christ. Yeah, pretty much. And they're like, and Sylvia's like, no, and she's like, okay, bye. And I love that the way she was like, she just leaves like. Y'all, I don't oh. know if you noticed it or not, but her eyes all looked a little more sinister. It was so subtle, but like when she first popped interesting. up, interesting. I love to see that side. Her by eyes side. look like. They don't look, they look like kind of a nervous energy and kind of uh, like, no, no, there's something behind there. And I definitely know that the artist made that choice there. But then after that sequence, as they're moving forward, they do walk into another room where there are, I may be jumping ahead. You here. are. You, you want to go back to fast, Ren, there's Ren a t- Slayer? There's a TVA sequence yeah. with Ren Slayer. And the other reason I want to point this out is as she's like packing or looking through stuff, she looks down at the rings on the table, which turns out, we talked about this the whole season. It's it's nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it turns out to not. There weren't multiple Mobiuses there. He didn't forget about. I'm the sure. The, I'm like, sure the pen won't mean anything then. Well, the pen does come I back know, and mean exactly. something. Not not anything we thought it would be. But the rings do not actually mean anything other than just a memory. So yeah, back at the Citadel, the end of time Citadel, we get another one of those twisty shots, which we got uh, two episodes ago, where the camera is twisting out. And we see them walking, and I find I heard a new a theory why they do that. Sometimes, you know, like TV shows like to stretch, like that's supposed to show a warped reality, all that kind of stuff. Or, yeah, it's a t- I, I think it's more like an hourglass. That's exactly what I heard. I thought I like that better. Like time is being reset like an hourglass. Mm-hmm. I thought that one I like. So they walk into the room, and then now these are the other three. There's four, th- four statues. There are four statues. One of them is knocked down. And we can't see what it was. So who do you think the fourth statue is of what timekeeper? Do you think it is he who remains? Is it something different? I think different? that's who it is. 
It's, but if he created the other three, that just seems. Did he create the other three, or was it three other versions of him? Yeah, this is where I get a little. Alien this is where I, I actually asked this question later on. Like, what was the point of creating animatronic timekeepers? You know, why not? Why even create? Because he didn't want to have to interact with anybody. He just wanted to sit there in his. Citadel. But he has Miss Minutes. Yeah. It, it, it seemed maybe she was the fourth. Maybe statue. he was trying to. Maybe Miss Minutes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, Ravona Renslayer is the fourth one. In some loop-de-loop way, I don't know. It's a great question because they they kind of they they the other thing they show there is when he does the is the white glove technique where he rubs his finger on the dust and sees how dusty the place is. And then he's like, "Is he even alive anymore?" Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask you something. Is it just me or did you get some serious like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade vibes from this? It's just you. Okay, when they, when they there's this old knight that's been hanging out there defending everything, and now it's time for him to move on. Hopefully someone picks the right thing so he can die. That's why I, I was thinking that a lot. But then we get introduced to the character who might be Kang. Um, uh, Kang? Not Kang. Why do I? But, uh, he, who, he who remains is what they call him in this episode. Kang the Conqueror. Will he be the same? We He's Immortus. Know. He's the Crimson... Missed. I can't remember what his name is. He's got so many names. He's Iron Lad. Crimson Dynamo? No. Jonathan Majors. That's the actor who plays him. Yes. He's been in, he was in the show Lovecraft Country, which was not renewed for another season. I still might watch it. He was in the TV show. He was in the movie Hostels, which is with Christian Bale. It's a western. He hasn't done a. He hasn't done too much stuff, but he, he's really good. I mean, maybe he did theater. I don't know. He. We we find out that he has the power to teleport. He has so Doctor tried... Strange's apple with him for some reason. Yeah, he's the apple. So yeah, the the back and forth of the apple when he's controlling time, Jerry's referring to in the Doctor Strange movie. I think the apple represents knowledge, the biblical reference. Otherwise, why the hell is he chewing an apple? An apple can be just be an apple. I think it's a tunnel's something. Tunnel's a tunnel. That, why, why, why an apple? Why not a peach? You know, why not a kiwi? Who eats a peach? Yeah. Most people eat no, no, a lot no. of people. But you know what I'm saying? Like, why pick an apple? I think it's supposed to be a knowledge thing because he has all the knowledge, the forbidden fruit, and he's been chewing into it, and he knows too much. He knows everything. I think that's what it's supposed to represent. It does get a little gross because he talks with his mouth mouthful a couple times, which is like, Ugh. I'm sure that bothered more people. So did we go back to Renslayer's office when Miss Menace shows up? Uh, not really. I've or did close, we skip that? Yeah, already? so I just want to say that he has the power to teleport. That was, I think I mentioned that. Yeah, so TVA. Mobius can. He's not teleporting. There. He's using a time twister. Time twister. Yeah, time loop thing. Yes, time. Or pad. something in that similar a vein. T pad. Time pad. You're correct. But a T pad in the normal show affects somebody who's wearing one of the collars. This is affecting him. He's got a program. It's a different device. Yes, you're right. Back at the TVA, Mobius confronts Renslayer, and this is where no, the pen see, comes we, in. We we see we did we skipped. There was a sequence when we, we talked about the rings on the desk. That's when Miss Minutes shows up and basically says, mm-hmm. "Hey, here's this is these these aren't the files I want." And Miss Minutes goes, "No, but that's what he uh, that's what he thinks you'll want." And then she did, you know, who that was that was. I didn't think it was worthy enough to repeat that. Oh, she oh, really? No, because she's giving her she's giving Renslayer documentation, which then she's going to use that information to leave. She gets that from. You think that's why she left? Yeah, because Kang basically said, hey, give her that. 
Yeah, that's where she's going. Because she, then she takes all that well, stuff I, with I, her. I don't think we know the answer to this question. I know, we but don't I mean, know that's why she, he, we don't know what she's doing. That's the last time we see Miss Minutes where she does that, and she kind of like looks a little evil. And that, she says, okay. you know, okay. she lies to her and says, "Hey, this is what he wants you to have." Who? And he goes, "Not important." And then boom, and so she's got information that Kang is basically setting her off on her journey. So that's why I thought. See, it was I don't important. see. I disagree with that. So why was she? I don't think. So I what don't, did Miss Minutes do there? Why just trying she, to keep her in check. So the, when she's so when Miss Minutes came in and said. Uh, and when she goes, this is what I want, and Miss Minutes goes, yeah. oh, but he wants you to. Ha- he thinks this will be more. This will be more relevant, or this. He. He. She actually. Says I don't think he. she's following his orders. She absolutely. When she's is. at the end, when she goes, I'm off to find. Like I'm well, off I'm to find. Miss Minutes though gave her that from him. I yeah, think but she goes. Relevant. She goes at the end. I'm off to find free will. But just basically go off to find Kang. Yeah. So Kang sent her a document that says, "Come find me." He sent her information that's going to put her on a path to find him. So you just think See, she's going seems, off? That seems to do. that seems. But we, but we, are, are you? Why not, not just send, bring but, her to him? But are, why not send a document that says prune yourself so you come here? Because that doesn't take I think you there. A, it takes you to where uh, Eliath is at. I think she has a change of heart. I think with Mobius, she like so she what, goes. So the, I'm okay, not gonna I hear what you're Mobius, saying. So then, what is Miss Minutes? You think Miss Minutes thing meant nothing? Even though yeah. Miss Minutes says he thinks this would be more important for you. I think it was her. Like I think they were just trying to show us how he controls. Because then I think Renslayer even comments on who's he. No, no, she does. He, uh, she does say that. But I don't think it. I don't. I don't think those documents that she's get, that Miss Minutes gives him are anything important. Unfortunately, we won't know for a long time. No, I really <laughs> feel that they are. Okay, well that's great. Well, let's keep let's keep that in mind. Oh, I'm gonna check by that. Oh, I'm gonna use that. See, so, yeah, TVA Mobius confronts Renslayer. I don't think this is important. Yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but this is. Renslayer calls in some support, and he's like, they're not going to come because we cut to Fremont, Ohio in 2018. 2018, what's happening in the MCU, Jerry, at this point? 2018, is this the snap? Two years after. Is this after the snap? This is before the snap. Okay. I think. Then this is Because the snap doesn't happen five years later. So is this, is this Spider-Man? It's Civil War. It's Civil War. Anyways, this well, is a fun. school. It's fun and, to do that. 2018. Uh, Renslayer, I would assume, is the principal. She turns out to be the principal, yep. We don't know that for sure, but there's a. she's at an office, so she's not a teacher's lounge, and she's got a diploma on the wall. So B-15 is there, and She's being chased by that other guy. Hunter who was D-90. Kind of, yeah, who we've seen. He seems to be like the one who came up in the last two episodes as I'm the next heavy since B-15's out. Yep, and this is her way of convincing all the other Minutemen that there are variants. You know, I thought about this as a little bit as in this show is as we see towards the end of this episode when Sylvie is basically on her mission here. She's she's in, in everything, everything that Kang, I'm going to refer to him as Kang because it's easier. Kang is saying and she's like she's in complete denial about that. Like, no, I have to do this, this is my job. That's a direct parallel with Renslayer through this whole thing where she's in, you know, like. Mobius is like, you know, this isn't real. And she's like, nope, I got to believe in it. So they're both in denial. Sylvie's in denial to change. She has to kill him. And Renslayer's in denial. Like, no, I have to keep doing this. I can't, you know, I can't think it was this way. So they're both in denial. These, this whole series, I think you're, I think you hit it right on the head. This whole series is about duality, right? So this episode deals with free will versus dictatorship. It deals with lying versus truth. It deals with you know, we have two Lokis, you know, one good, we have Loki itself, good versus evil. And I think they're, they're constantly dealing with this duality in this season. Uh, so that makes a perfect, that's a perfect example of the duality is 
B15 versus Sylvie and how they can both switch their dogmatic beliefs. Well, now I wasn't saying B15. I was saying Renslayer is also the one in denial. Oh, yep. She yeah. also was in denial. Yeah, I agree. And, she, and, she, and she's going for She basically says only one person gets free will, and that's the one in charge. Yeah, that's a great line. Uh, at the stack and then Mobius, the, Mobius lets her go. Well, not yet. we got one more scene between that. Okay. We're at the Citadel. We get a we get the note that uh, this is where we find out that Kang, he who remains, can't die because he already knows everything that's going to happen. But he's lying. And he has the typed out papers like we saw in the first episode. When he's Loki got the gets script for the in. episode. He has the script for the episode. <laughs> Next scene. Next scene. But he hands him the he hands him the paper. You think he's lying here? He says he's lying. He goes, I wasn't being truthful. I only know up to a point. Oh, he says that I was I was a fib. He only knows up until the one yeah. moment that he doesn't know. But at this point, that's why he's like, hey, how do I know where to jump to yeah. if I'm making this up? And I thought that was really interesting. So, yeah, back at the TVA, TVA, Mobius Renslayer, this is where they have their conversation about dictatorship versus free will. This is, and again, this is where, she where gets a the, projectile the weapon would be so much oh, better oh my God. than a knife. Or you could throw the dagger. I don't know. This is yeah. This is where she gets that great line about you know, he who remains is the only one who gets free will. And then Ravona, you know, she she has a, she has the other line where she goes, "You can't, you know, you can't burn me." And at that point, I was like, "What does that mean?" Actually, I think all it meant was, I'm more, like, athletic, or I have better fighting skills than yeah. you. Yeah, strike me down, I'll become. And she more also mentions that they've been friends. Imagine. They've been friends for eons, which I thought that was really. Yeah. I want to know how Mobius went back to B fifteen and then it's like, listen, you go, you go find out about the principal at the at the high school. I'm gonna go get Renslayer. Then they come back. Hey, what happened to Renslayer? Well, I I walked in. I stopped at a distance. I let her start programming a door. I had her open the door. Then I walked forward, and in one move, she took the stick away from me. Oh, you good job, Mobius. Excellent, excellent. Well, well this is she walks out the door. She's off to find free will. This is the last time we see the her. Mobius we know. The Mobius and B. No, it's not. The ones later, we see them monitoring the monitor before. I, that's I, that's not. I don't think that's the ones we know. I definitely think it's the ones we know because at that point they're together, and there's no reason to not believe that. There's they they Wait say nothing. But that's like that saying point. that you see you see the two of them together at the end of the episode too. But those but are the ones we know. They're they're viewing. It, it, you, there's no way you can say that those aren't. The right ones. No, I can they, easily say it because the ones at the end of the episode are also going, yeah. there's all these branches no, breaking but then up. They also and then Loki say he. walks up no, and they're no, like, who no, are you? No, that's not just the only thing. They also say, why would he let this happen? They're already referring to Kang in that final scene. And I and I agree with that. And, and in so the scene, the scene previous. Lo- yeah, that could the, also might not be that. But you can't say for sure. I can't say for sure, no. But I you think, can't say for sure either. No, but I mean, we see them together. Why? I mean, nothing. No, whatever. I, I'm not going to die on this hill. <laughs> awesome. Wait a minute, that last scene, this is the last time we're in the TVA until that last scene. No, we go back and they're watching the monitor and they're seeing all the timelines. Yeah, going and then past- we're st- we're, we stay in the TVA for that because then Loki Loki is uh, there and he's crying and then he runs through the TVA. Because Mobius and B-15 are watching all the, the Nexus events happen. That's we're, we're, We stay in and the TVA. And we don't go back to Sylvie with the no. dead guy right there. No. Because they're also, well, here's the other thing. They're also in a different location. They're in the one room watching it, and then Loki goes out, and they're now completely, you know, miles away at that library. Well, you get out of here. Have you seen how size of that place? Miles away. That place away. is huge. It goes on. It could be next door. You have no, no idea how away. that place is. They show out. you a picture of how big that place is. Get what are all the, places, what are the other places for? That is not, if that's your proof. 
I need better proof of that. Um, <laughs> that's funny, though. Back at the Citadel. I have a line written down here called afraid of me. Did somebody yeah, say yep. something? Okay. So he goes, uh, I think Loki asked Kang, he goes, what are you afraid of? And then oh, Kang sits there for a little goes, me. And I thought that was awesome. And that's when he then mentions he's you know, what he's been. Names. And this is where we get the Conqueror line, which Kang the Conqueror, Conqueror. is the character we've talked about on this show. Yeah, we don't need to do it again. And this is also where I said, why did he set up animatronic timekeepers? But we already talked about that. And then he gives us the full rundown. Here of his we history. go. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to take a break. A variant of himself lived on Earth in the 31st century. He was a scientist who discovered the multiverse, and just like he discovered it, there was other variants of himself that discovered it as well, and they all met up with each other, and there was a time of peace where everyone was like, hey, you got a nice nose. That seems like a weird thing to say to someone that you say to yourself. Well, that with that you say that's no big deal, but actually Kang is supposed to be uh, a nexus being. And what that would mean is, unlike Loki, who we've seen can be a ver- uh, can look just like himself, but also can look like a crocodile, could also look like a woman. All these different variations on Loki. Supposedly, Kang is a Nexus being, just like Scarlet Witch, which means in all different timelines, it's the same person. They all look the same. I think that's one of the variations that we're supposed to, that people I've read about that line of his nose. In other words, it's like, hey, nice nose, saying, hey, we're all the same, as opposed to, hey, why are you oh, that's a good six point. feet tall and Chinese? You know, that's that's the very, that's what I'm thinking. It's supposed to reference that they're all the same versus Loki, we already know isn't. Good point. I like that. And after they were cordial to each other, there were some variants who wanted to conquer, so they all started to fight. I thought this line was interesting. He goes, says, he says a var- there was one variant who, find, who found uh, Eliath, which is the creature from last episode. Him. He's the no, one he, found Yeah, but no, he goes, says, he says, a variant found him. Oh, and then he kind of. And then was... he was the one who began to experiment. Got it. So I'm not sure. Like, it, it's, I was trying to watch how he's using his pronouns versus variant, and it, it jumps around a little bit. And this is the moment where Sylvia's like, yeah. Or you're a liar, and this is all not true. Which would be such an interesting thing, like to deliver a whole storyline like this and dedicate yeah. so much time to an episode. That's the trick with with shows like this when they have somebody who's an unreliable narrator. At a certain point, storytellers, when they're creating these worlds, they risk going past that line with your viewers where the viewer goes, that's it, I'm out. You've given me nothing mm-hmm. to believe in. You, you've lied about everything. And if you're going to lie about everything, you better be damn clever and get to an ending that justifies Like Ben Linus from Lost. Yes. Like he lied about everything, but that was also a part of the character and you were always kind of like, once you realized that, it made it much more interesting watching. There is a, another great moment here, and I know you like this a lot, when Sylvie was like, it's personal to me. And he's like, grow up, grow up. And he yells at he goes, her. He goes, hippo- like, he goes, you're a murderer and a murderer? hypocrite. We're all villains here. And I thought that, you love that scene. I think that was a great yeah. line too. Oh, yeah, he's well. finally calling him out. Like, And then they kind of both have to look, look down at the ground. Yeah, I guess I did kill some innocent people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I made it personal for them. But if their family came, I'd be like, yep, kill me. I made it personal. Like, yeah, they're hypocrites. No, he calls him on that. Also, t- tell me then, what, so he's going to these Lokis, and he's giving them two options. What are the two options? That they can kill him. Yeah. And then the multiverse war starts again. Or they can take his place. I don't know what happens to him if he goes to yeah, retirement somewhere. Yeah, see, there's a little, little bit of a vagueness there. But he, they, they take control of the TVA, and they learn about everything, and they prune and keep the timeline going. I mean, he he goes off and lives on a, on a retirement home somewhere. 
And also I, by killing him, I guess we just have to think it's magic. Like, how does that make everything? Because he's because he's a nexus being, and the constant. The constant. I think because he's not pruning anymore, and those branches start to spread immediately because the TVA doesn't know exactly where to go. Because he knew everything, so he's like, "Go here at this time. Go here at this time. Do this. Get rid of this." Part. He knows everything, mm-hmm. and now, and plus, the time is a loop. But that leads to this. I think probably the one of my favorite moments of the episode, and I think acting wise, it was spot on. When he realizes he just passed the moment where he doesn't know, crossed the threshold. Yes, I thought the the way he acted, this like the bewilderment, the surprise, the happiness in his and the nervousness face, it too. Was awesome, it was it, it was it was great because I I just think that I've never seen that before. I'm trying to think of an example, and I go back to the Last Crusade, like when the knight is finally able to die and stop protecting the Holy Grail in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, like. He has this happiness to him, like, I can finally go to heaven, right? Maybe he should have just thrown it down that hole right at the beginning. Yeah, right? Done. <laughs> Done. And so I, I think it was such a unique thing to see. And the way he re- the way the actor does it, though, is just outstanding. So the timelines start to diverge. We actually, I think, uh, we go outside and we start to see. No, not yet. But no, yeah, we go outside through the and start to see it through the window. But this also brings up the whole idea about timeline in a circle. It brings up literally the word reincarnation comes into play here and that's what he's kind of referring to in a way you know because even when he talks about like you kill me then i'll be back it's like you will but it's a very it's not really you and how do you define you that's that weird thing like i like we talked about last week how the loki we're following now is the loki we're following and he's the one we want to follow we don't even want to go back mm-hmm. to the other loki anymore it's like we just want one unless you're going to get a, a a thomas Riker and uh will Riker from Star Trek when there was two Rikers because of the transporter accident. Hey, man, if you can do comments about contact and interstellar, I'm going to bring up the two Rikers. I don't know why you haven't brought it up sooner. (laughs) But it's like all of a sudden, hey, variant Riker. Yeah, variant Riker. Yes, it's a variant. What about the mirror universe? Are those variants or are those? That's an alternate universe. Is that a multiverse? Yes. So this comes to the kind of the big crux of our ending here as we lead up to the climax. Sylvie thinks he's lying. Loki thinks he's telling the truth. Or at least thinks we should take some time to think about this <laughs> before we make a rash decision, which... But she's, yes. she's she can't. She can't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she can't trust and he can't be trusted. But they fight. And they Loki, fight. Loki see- is devastatingly hurt when he... I was kind of like waiting for him. She's like, I don't believe you. He's like, oh, that's right. I mean, he didn't... He almost kind of switches it on her. He's like, oh, so I'm this. And, you know, he, he's, he's so hurt that he's almost... I was almost kind of waiting for her to, like, apologize. Like, okay, I went too far. Yeah, they, they really turned Sylvie, who was the sympathetic character, into an unsympathetic character at this moment. And she's like, why don't we think the same here? And he's like, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to throw and I, thought that, I, I just want yeah. you to be okay. I thought that was great. And the, the idea that, like, she still stayed true to her character, but the story turned her character because we're following because our character is Loki, that when you watch this episode, you're just like, Come on, Sylvie. Like you know she's wrong. But then they even get... if she's right, we know she's wrong. Exactly. But then they get together for the big brother sister kiss. <laughs> very family oriented. Very just like just like friends do. <laughs> I want to point out uh, we get to see Loki mastering more of his powers. He do, he does have tele, uh, telekinesis because he like grabs her and pulls her back. You know he has the enchanting ability now. He has the ability to create illusions. By the way, the enchanting ability that he has now. That'll work out really good at the beginning of the next season when he just reaches over to Mobius and B-15 and can just give them their memories back right then and there because he has the power to do it. Yeah, he should. Well, he can't do it in the the TVA. He has to get them out of the TVA to do it. I believe someone mentioned that, like, why why didn't they try to enchant Kang? 
he who remains. Because they did make a line earlier in the season about how a strong-willed mind can't be enchanted. Well, they couldn't touch him either. He kept zipping away. That's true. And That's by the true. time they got to the point where she could touch him, she just wanted to kill him. So she was so single-mindedly focused on that. Oh, we also have Loki does have the teleportation power as well. So that's all that's fun. So he just keeps adding to his powers. He's become a very powerful being. Can he fight Thor and win? I'd be curious. But instead, uh, switching the kiss was designed so that she could switch places with him, grab the little T-pad circle that he has. Let's let's also say, because you're skipping over it, I was right. <laughs> this was a, this is leading towards a romantic thing, and not and not the Luke and Leia Skywalker kiss from Empire Strikes Back. This is actual romance. You've never kissed a friend like that, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's just me then. I mean, it depends on how drunk I am. <laughs> there is Z. Let me ask you, Jerry. Uh, what was what did it mean when they created a Nexus event when they were on the other planet? And they touched, they looked, whatever it was, created a nexus event. What is? What did that mean? I don't know. It was just because I thought they were trying to show that their power of love was something that was multiverse changing. I guess. I, guess. I don't know. I'm just curious. It, it seems like one of those storylines that they built up so big, and I'm trying to figure out if it's going to have any relevance. So, so yeah, she tricks Loki. She sends him back to what we are assuming now. This is the weird part. It's an alternative TVA, which is strange because in the multiverse, the TVA is supposed to be outside of time. So no matter what's happening in all those multiverses and stuff, that should not affect the TVA. But this TVA has been altered. I don't know if it's been altered. Or is or this it's a, just different a different TVA? I think if it's a different TVA, then that means that there's multiple TVAs. That mm-hmm. means there's a multiverse of that. So that makes no sense. For or me. There... That makes no sense to me because then why would our TVA, the one we're watching the show, be concerned about different timelines? Because there's another TVA over there supposedly dealing with that other time. You or know, it's like, this is not. I think it's just been modified. I, I think, think it's our it, TVA. It's, it's been run by a different Kang. Right, because we, we'll we'll see a statue later on, but yeah. I think it's been run by a different. So you think it's entity. an alternative one, and I think it's the one. I think it's ours that's been modified, because if you because if your theory is correct and he's in an alternate one, then that means that Mobius and that B fifteen can be killed off, and it won't affect us because we know ours are back in a different routine. Unless think, this unless this TVA or that Kang has gotten rid of all the other Kangs. So all of their progress, he'll never be able to go to Mobius and give him his memories back because it doesn't exist anymore. So all that time of saving that Mobius doesn't mean anything. Oh, yeah, no, it sucks. I don't think Same way Loki dies. I think think this is our TVA. I don't think it's an alternate universe one. I think this is now the one that has been, you know, this is, you know, this is how it's been modified. It's a great point. I'm not exactly sure. I think think this is one of those big answers. I think I've been right about everything up until this point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sylvie then kills He Who Remains. He says, him. see you soon. Yeah, I loved it. It was one of those moments like he didn't go, you were right, I was lying. It was like, oh, see you soon. You were wrong, Sylvie. And then we see the the timelines all diverging, which kind of looks like a human nervous system, which I thought was an interesting parallel. Like, Is there some like, I, I'm sure there's some sort of thought in either philosophy or in the comics that the entire universe, so the entire multi- the the universe is a human's body, and then like the multiverse is the arteries and the veins and everything. Oh, no, I don't know. Getting philosophical. Back at the TVA, 
This is where Mobius and B-15 watch as the Nexus events are happening. And then we cut Did to... you think the show was going to end on Loki's really sad face when he was just sitting and kept getting closer to him? I didn't know when. I didn't know this was going to end when it did, to be honest. When it ended, I was like, no! But I thought you know, it could have ended earlier than this because he's just there's there's a they're on his face for about fifteen seconds. Yeah, it was good though. Long to shot, see and him, I thought it could have flashed out right then and there. To see him really upset about Sylvie. Yeah, that would have been a bummer of an ending. I did see someone. He mentions it twice in this episode. Someone posted a meme that he's like, "I'm not doing it for the throne. I'm doing it to protect you." Or I'm do-. he says no. That, he says he goes. I said this earlier actually. He goes. He goes. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want a throne. I just want you to be okay. And there is a moment in, I believe, Thor, the original one, where Loki says, I'm not doing it for the throne. I'm doing any – I think he's saying this to Odin. He is. He wanted his dad's And name. I like that he, he's always saying, like, I'm not doing this for the throne when he really means it. Mm-hmm. I also thought that this sequence when Loki's running to try and find Mobius, it was a nice way for them to show, like, look at this set we built. Isn't this nice? I'm just going to keep <laughs> looking over here. Look at this set. This is awesome. Maybe we'll save it for another season. Yeah, he Which runs up and finds Mobius and B-15, and they don't know who he is. Dun-dun-dun. Aren't you an analyst? Shouldn't you be analyzing things? Again, in the dialogue here, this is when B-15 goes, does he want us to let them all branch? But yeah, then the, the Kang statue is great. And then he sees the statue. What's important about the statue? He's wearing the outfit, but he doesn't have on the helmet. Do you think he's ever going to wear the helmet? I think he's going to wear the helmet, as much as Thanos wore his helmet. Which was just a little bit. But it, what's interesting is Thanos was a CG character. This is an actual... No, you look how tall he is. He's huge there. <laughs> That's actually him? Yes. He's frozen at the moment. He's sleeping. Oil coon. <laughs> and then we cut to our credits. So that's how it ends. Our credits give us, again, a different poster in the locker, which says tidy timeline. It's all about cleaning up the timeline. And we get to see a couple different photos in what I call the surveillance photos. We, these are all that's photos he by uh, He Who Remains, by the way. They're, they're on his desk. No, they're not. But uh, Tell me about the mid credit scene. And then the mid credit scene. Loki's going to return for season two. What? Yes, it was. That was the only thing that got spoiled for me beforehand, but that's not really a spoiler. I knew going into this episode before right before I watched it, and I watched it the day it came out, but it was like, Loki renewed for season two. It was like everywhere. You could not, I could not have avoided it, but that didn't really I, I, That's awesome. Like Tom Hiddleston is one of, the, one of the actors who is like, oh, I would play this part to the day I die. Like I want to play Loki forever. <laughs> and I, I love when you hear the MCU actors say that because there's some MCU actors – Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, who are like, and we're good. I'm going to go do other things. Chris Hemsworth, like, can keep, be negotiation keep letting me be Thor. Those are negotiation tactics. That's true. They could be. All right. So did uh, having the conversation change your thoughts or anything on this, better or worse, the same? No, I think you brought up a lot of good points. Uh, me? That I missed. This is a, Holy cow. As much awesome. as, again, this is a talky-talky episode, but there's a lot of subtlety in this. There's a lot of, again, the acting is top-notch in this. Except, I mean, the acting from... Uh, he who remains. I think Loki does a lot of good acting. Sylvie does, but they're not. They're not the s- centralized focus. It feels like of this episode. It was like, let's introduce this big bad villain. That's awesome. That is we uh, to have a show interact with the Marvel to, to interact with the movies as much. Like this hasn't happened since <laughs> Captain America, uh, Civil Captain America Winter Soldier and Agents of Shield. Even though WandaVision may interact with the movies and Captain America, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, this one actually has impact, which is what I felt when I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Winter Soldier. So I loved it. I thought it was great. It My opinion stays solid on it. You? Yeah. 
I agree. <laughs> uh, we have found out since then that the director of all the episodes is not coming back, nor is the head writer. Uh, but I don't think that's that big. Didn't a deal. they? Are these the ones that wrote Doctor Strange? Yes, he moved over there, but that movie's already being filmed or filmed, so mm-hmm. he, he could they moved theoretically over. come back to this, but he's not. They're probably t- they're probably getting directors and creators who. The director said it was always the, the director said it was always the plan to only do six, and I guess it was later in the game that they actually said, "Hey, let's do a season two. They must have seen how it was coming together, and they're like, "Yeah, we can, you know, we can do this. Let's do another season." Or we don't see the ratings, but maybe Disney Plus is like, "Holy moly!" Well, I think I think it has even... more to do with the creative when they're seeing how it's resulting, and I think they see how. Kang's acting, and I think there's an opportunity. They go like, "Oh, let's let's keep going." We talked about it, but now we know we can do it because Jonathan Majors is doing. You know, he's exceeding our expectations. Let's do it. I'm in. So the writer has now. Con- you know, the writer did confirm for Eric Martin working on the story. Now the writing is a long process. Again, just like uh, Loki, they lie. Just like Doctor Who, Doctor lies. You know what I read somewhere that the difference between Marvel. And like DC or other other franchises, is that Marvel uh, with Kevin? He spends a lot more time in the editing, so he'll be a part of like the editing of like a lot of the movies and the TV shows. And As an editor, he, I understand that. Yeah, and he understand. So he has more control over the entire story. That why that's way they can cut out little things because he's like, no, 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 can't say that because in the future it's going to contradict with what we're doing here, right? And I thought that was a really interesting concept, as opposed to him just being like overseeing everything and being like, here's the grand plan, but he's actually in the edits. Oh, it's funny. is Sometimes the writers have also come out and said like they write something, like they wrote the end where uh, this character does this. The guy, the guy in Loki, one of the things that's happened was, uh, you know, Kang happens and he gets killed and he goes, oh my God, what did I, what did I set up for the next the writer and Marvel heads go, don't worry about that. We got that covered. You did your, you know, you, 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 you go ahead and create that. Now we'll move on from here. So they don't always let them know the next step. Yeah. Because like, we got it. It's a shadowy board of people who sit around going, we know everything. It's three people. Louis, Louis Esposito. Uh, the woman's name is Kate me and Kevin Feige. So yeah, those three. All right. Again, that's the end of Loki. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you will, uh, Continually join us when we come back with Loki, but also join us next week when we finally talk about Black Widow. And And then what comes after that, Jerry? What If comes after that. There might be like 23 episodes of What If. I don't know if that's over the whole season or if that's multiple, but that's a lot of podcasts, Joel. Those might be much shorter. (laughs) Unless each one's a minute, they're 23 minutes, I can handle it. So that's where we're going with this. And also coming up, uh, we will do Suicide Squad. That'll be coming up in the next month. I'm not doing Space Jam. I already told you it was terrible. That's the end of it. Also, do you know this? I don't know if you know this now. Both Space Jam movies don't take place in space. No, who knew? Nothing to do with space. I don't want to hear Marvin Martian. That doesn't mean nothing. What are you talking about? They're monsters from outer space. At least in the first movie. I haven't even seen the second movie. It turns out it was not there. Actually, this movie should have been uh, Cyberspace Jam because it all takes place in a computer. No, good. Good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Jerry. I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time.